Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hey there, folks. This is Matt Welch, sports editor with Star Local Media, and thank you for checking out this rapid reaction edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. Let's talk about my game from Friday night. I was out at Clark Stadium in Plano to take in some District 9-6A football in a matchup between Plano Senior and Jesuit. Uh, this game saw the Wildcats essentially pick up where they left off from one week prior when they were able to um, upset Plano East. Um, you know, Plano does so on Friday behind a season high in total yards gained. They rack up 541 yards, including 432 on the ground to pace a 42-27 victory over the Jesuit Rangers. As a result, Plano improves to 3-2 and two in district play, tied for third place with Plano East. They have the head-to-head tiebreaker against those same Panthers. They are 4-4 four and four on the season. Jesuit, meanwhile, falls to 2-6 and six overall, 1-4 and four in district play, and has now lost four consecutive games and has been uh, officially eliminated from the playoff chase. So that a, uh, a little surprising for a Jesuit team that at the start of the year was, um, was kind of a consensus top three pick between several uh, media outlets as far as being a uh, kind of a shoe in for the playoffs, so um, a, a very unexpected uh, unexpected downturn for the Rangers in their move into uh, into the uh, the Plano Allen McKinney district. This was a game where um, if you were a fan of the uh, if you're a fan of the run game, you got your money's worth because both the uh, the Wildcats and Rangers had the uh, had the run had the run game juices flowing on Friday. They combined for 781 yards on the ground, 432 for Plano, 349 for Jesuit, and if you're Plano. And you think back to, uh, you know, just one week prior against Plano East when your running game finally woke up, they rediscovered their mojo on the ground, and if it simply turns into a battle of which run game is going to outgun the other, um, you know, Plano's, if Plano's able to run the ball like they know they're capable of, they'll take their chances in that battle against just about anybody. Um, in the case of Friday's game, you know, they, like I said, they racked up 432 yards on the ground. They averaged 9.8 yards per carry, so almost a First down per carry. Um, you know you have to like your chances there, and you're able to be that that uh, that efficient with your. Uh with your productivity on the ground. They scored all six of their touchdowns on the ground as well, three apiece coming from uh, Kyron Cumby and Tylen Hines. And not only was Plano just effective running the ball in general, um, they were able to uh, just enjoy a bevy of, uh, of just big play touchdown runs, a very familiar uh, familiar adage with the Plano running game. They racked up a, uh, just a, a slew of big gains on the ground for touchdowns. The average length of Plano's six touchdown runs on Friday was just a shade under 38 yards per carry. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it really required a uh, just uh, you know some some just banner performances out of the backfield from Tylen Hines, from Kyron Cumby, the offensive line in general, just opening up those holes. Um, you know, they were able to pace Tylen Hines to a night where he has 248 rushing yards on 18 carries. So um, you know, right around 13.8 yards per carry for three touchdowns. Kyron Cumby adds three touchdowns of his own on 135 rushing yards on just 16 carries. 
Plus, Kyron Cumbie comes through in a big way in the receiving game, lining up out of the slot. He catches five passes for 103 yards. So, yeah, he has 200 and what... (laughs) 30, uh, 38 total yards of offense. So that's almost 500 yards of total offense between Cumbie and Hines. And, you know, with those two being the most explosive players on Plano's roster, um, Plano's going to win quite a few games if they're able to get that kind of productivity out of those two. And um, Friday was no different. They led this one wire to wire. They, um, in kind of a... Uh, Kind of a, a carryover from last week against Plano East. When you look at some uh, some areas where the uh, you know defense has kind of shifted for the uh, we're just I guess just the game flow in general is kind of shifted for the better in Plano's favor. Um, I think scoring first is a big thing for this Plano team, or at least it has been as far as kind of getting uh, just getting momentum as soon as possible, uh, kind of feeding off of the confidence of being able to go down and be effective right out of the gates. They were able to do so against uh, against Plano East. They were able to do so against Jesuit. Um, despite the Rangers receiving the ball to start the game, Jesuit had a pretty good drive working. Um, they're able to work their way down into Plano territory, but they miss a 46-yard field goal. Plano responds by marching right downfield, scoring on a, a two-yard touchdown run on a Wildcat snap to Kyron Cumbie, and just like that, Plano's in front. And they, uh, they, yeah, they never trailed in this one. They led. Um, they were able to lead 21 to seven at the half. They led by as many as 21 points early in the third quarter. And this was just again, this was big play. Plano at its at its finest. They had two touchdown drives that lasted just one play. Uh, Tylen Hines is, I mean, he all he knew was to find the end zone on big gains. His touchdown runs were, let's see, he had touchdown runs of 71 yards, uh, let's see, 67 yards, and 24 yards. Kyron Cumbie had a 49-yard touchdown on the first play of the third quarter. So this was a game that, again, like, any time Jesuits seemed to get a little something going, Plano's counter was always just a big game on the ground. They were essentially let, able to let their run game dictate the uh, you just dictate the tempo in this one while getting an efficient night throwing the ball on the most part um, and it's the kind of recipe that Plano just needs to adhere to if they're going to continue to find success as they um, as they continue through the home stretch of a, of a challenging close to their uh, to their schedule as far as what Jesuit was able to do um, like I said Jesuit I'd be fascinated to know the last time that Jesuit had to run the ball as much in a single game as they did on uh, on Friday and some of it was circumstance obviously um, they were without you know, their starting quarterback Kevin Schumann, he was banged up in the first half of the uh, of their prior game against Allen. wasn't good enough to go on uh, on Friday. Instead, they turned to backup Brody Hilberth. Um, and they were able to have some success on the ground, you know. They, um, you know, but I mean, just when you think of Jesuit and just the high flying air assault that Jesuit has uh, been inflicting on on the on the Dallas area for years. On Friday, they those three: uh, EJ Smith, their lead running back. Their number two back, Jake Taylor and uh, Brody Hilberth, they combined for 52 carries. 52 carries of 67 offensive snaps. That has to be the most run-heavy game Jesuit has had in years. Um, and like I said, some of it was just kind of out of necessity. The passing game for Jesuit was just 5 of 16 for 66 yards, and 43 of those yards came on a trick play that actually resulted in a, uh, a long pass downfield by who else but E.J. Smith um, late in the first quarter that helped spark Jesuit's first 
touchdown drive of the game. Uh, but other than that, like I said, other than that one, uh, than that one trick play, they only totaled 17 passing yards on uh, on what? Let's see, uh, what 15 attempts? I mean, so yeah, just not a uh, not a productive night through the year by Jesuit, having to rely much more on the run. And they actually had quite a bit of success with this in the second half, especially. Um, they were able to make this. Um, like I said, they were down 28 to seven. They closed the gap to 28 to 21 after scoring on consecutive touchdown drives, including a drive that ended on a 55-yard touchdown run by the backup quarterback uh, Brody Hilberth. They had a lot of success running him on just QB sweeps in the in the second half. It felt like that you know every time they did that, it felt like it was a gain of at least seven eight yards. Um, you know, Plano was able to kind of wise up to it as the uh, as the game went along. But nevertheless, it put Jesuit in position to where they um, they were able to close us to a one score game, and then they forced a Plano punt on the ensuing drive in the third quarter, and we're actually driving for the tie. So Jesuit has a chance to erase a twenty one point deficit in the blink of an eye. And if you're looking for kind of the uh, the play of this game that really uh, you know kind of made the difference that might kind of go a bit unnoticed in the grand scheme of things, you're looking at Jesuit having the ball at third and six near midfield. Um, EJ Smith is able to pick up the first down with a big gain, but it's called back on a hold. And that was actually the first penalty thrown on the Jesuit offense all game. So this is midway through the third quarter and a drive where Jesuit had momentum on its side with a chance to potentially tie this one up. But instead, third and six is backed into third and 14 and they can't recover. They try a screen pass and that goes incomplete. Um, they punt the ball back to Plano. And Plano marches right back down on him, goes back up two scores with a 67-yard touchdown run by Tylen Hines early in the fourth quarter for a 35-21 lead. Jesuits still had a chance, though, after that, though. They were able to march down their uh, their most productive, uh, one of their most productive drives of the night. They marched right down into the uh, into the red zone, got right down to the, uh, to the Plano six-yard line after 13 plays. They tried to run that aforementioned QB. Uh, actually, this one was more of like a, it was a zone read keeper by, uh, by Brody Hillberth, but he rushes to the left and then he tries to reverse field, but as he's trying to reverse field, uh, Plano defensive lineman Eddie Smith strips him of the ball. The uh, the force fumble bounces 15 yards downfield before Plano linebacker Cody Christ recovers to give the ball back to the Wildcats, and then Plano puts the coffin nails in Jesuit with a 12-play, 81-yard drive that included a fake punt conversion by Cody Christ before, um, yeah, Tylen Hines just slams the door shut with the 24-yard touchdown run for a 42-21 lead with right about two minutes left in the game to put this one out of reach. Um, so yeah, a, a Jesuit had his chances in the second half, but um, you know Plano was uh, just the timely contributions all around for Plano as they continued to play. Um, what I think is, within these past two weeks, it is fair to say this is the best football that Plano's been playing all season long by a long shot. You know they showed flashes of brilliance early on in the season, um, and they left it. And they had a couple games where they, um, you know, a couple winnable games against McKinney and Rowlett that got away from them. But they were able to now. Um, they've gotten back on track now. They're entering the toughest part of their uh, of their schedule with, um, you know, the, the Plano East game. Kind of, you know, same, you know, against the uh, against the Jesuit game, and now they've got games left against McKinney, Boyd, and Prosper. I mean, so just no let up as far as just the stakes of these games. You know, Prosper currently second place in the district at. 
four and one. McKinney Boyd had a they took a rough loss to Allen on uh, on Friday, but they're just one game back of Plano in the standings. It stands to reason that whoever wins that game next week between Plano and uh, in Boyd could very well have the inside track on that last playoff spot. So a massive game for the Wildcats, but they've um yeah I mean at the very least it, they will not be lacking in confidence as they make their uh, their first ever trip to McKinney ISD Stadium. So let's um let's see let's go over some uh, some stats from this one. I just mentioned the uh, you know just the big games that the two running backs Plano had. Tylen Hines going for two forty eight and three touchdowns. Kyron Cumby totaling two hundred and thirty eight yards um, of offense in three touchdowns. Uh, said the passing game was efficient for the most part. Cole and again it was very low volume, much like against uh, against Plano East. Like I said, Plano's not going to be you know mistaken for throwing the ball 15, 20 times a game. They um, they complete six of eleven passes between Colinette and Oliver Towns. Uh, six of eleven for one hundred and nine yards. Um, no picks or anything. So just efficiency is key. Efficiency is the uh, is the name of the game for this Plano passing game. Just to complement just the the, uh, the uh, success that they're having on the ground. Um, let's see. Receiving wise, like I said, it was. I mean, Kyron Cumby caught five of the six completions, and Cody Chris caught a uh, caught another one. So you know, Kyron Cumby, even though you know, again, he you know is obviously well known for what he does at running back. Kyron Cumby is. You can make a case that Kyron Cumby might be. If he's not the best, he is definitely top two, top three as far as just slot receivers in District 96A. Um, I mean, his ability to just get separation out of the slot is just such a weapon for Plano's offense. And, I mean, I'd just be fascinated to go back and find out how many third down conversions, third and long conversions, period, that um, that he has helped Plano convert um, through the air out of the uh, out of the slot. I mean, that is, he is just, I mean, it's been, we've spoken ad nauseum as, just, uh, as far as what a weapon he is running the ball but receiving the ball it is um yeah that has been a really a real a real strong growth in his game this year and just playing those offense in general using him much more out of the slot and as a receiver and they're reaping the benefits because yeah he is not only the team's you know most explosive running back but he is their most explosive receiver by a uh, by a mile um, so let's see. I mean, a, uh, a huge night for the Plano offense. Like I said, their 548 total yards was a season high. Jesuit moved the ball well as uh, on its own right. You know, they totaled 415 yards of offense, including 349 on the ground. They had their struggles through the air, like I mentioned. You know, just uh, you know, just 66 total yards passing, plus an interception that was hauled in by JJ Lee in the first half. That is his second uh, second straight game with a pick. Um, so let's see. Uh, on the ground, though, EJ Smith, son of. Uh, NFL Hall of Famer, Dallas Cowboys legend Emmett Smith. He goes for 184 yards and three touchdowns on 23 carries, so eight yards a carry for him. Brody Hilberth, backup quarterback, he has a productive game on the ground as well. Ten carries, 86 yards, and a touchdown. Jake Taylor goes for 19 carries for 79 yards. Um, and yeah, those that was it. That was the extent of Jesuit's run game. Those three combined for 349 yards as well to give Jesuit a... Uh, a fighting chance in this one. You know, Jesuit only punted the ball one time in this game, but when you factor in the two turnovers plus the missed field goal, um, you know, that's just a lot of uh, opportunities that were left on the field against an offense where they just, they couldn't afford to give uh, Plano any uh, any more rope because the Wildcats were, uh, yeah, they weren't playing around on Friday as they uh, they moved the ball at will against the Rangers. And um, let's see, that will, um, yeah, that'll just about do it for this one. So I appreciate you for giving this a listen. You can check out my game story plus some video highlights on our website at starlocalmedia.com otherwise folks this has been matt welsh appreciate y'all checking this out folks you enjoy the rest of your weekend and i will talk to y'all later 
Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.